Knowledge will not free you. Knowledge has nothing to do with self-realization or liberation or enlightenment. The mind loves knowledge and will use knowledge as a justification for or proof for enlightenment, self-realization, liberation. And there's nothing wrong with knowledge, but knowledge will not free you from the mind. The mind grasps knowledge as an attempt to hold on to something and avoid the much more intimate discovery of the living presence in your heart. The discovery of this living presence, your direct discovery of this living presence, is the sadhana or the spiritual practice necessary to let go of knowledge, to let go of the mind, to let go of the identification, which is the root of knowledge, right? The one who seeks knowledge is the ego. And the more knowledge you collect, the bigger the ego and the greater the arrogance. The greater the arrogance and the bigger the ego becomes, the more you collect knowledge, scripture, sutras, and start comparing what this teacher said or this lineage said with what Ramana said or other teachers have said. It's a trick of the mind to keep you from the direct experience of Sat Chit Ananda, right? Being consciousness bliss. Being consciousness bliss. This is the essence of who you are. Your Swarupa, Brahman, pure awareness. An infinitude that cannot be described in words. This is who you are. The eternity. Your eternal nature. And we forget and our practice becomes dead because we are looking for knowledge and we're looking for some form of transformation in ourselves. We're looking to transform ourselves into something newer, better, more enlightened, free, nirvana. But this is ego. The ego is not transformed, it is annihilated with inquiry. The purpose of inquiry is to annihilate the knower, the one who knows, right, which sits on top of the ego.
So who is this knower? Who is it that seeks knowledge? Who is comparing scripture, traditions, philosophies, and comparing it to Vichara, the core teaching of Ramana Maharshi, this essential question, who am I, right? Who are you? It's this intimate discovery that sets you free. Discovering who is this I inside of you, this deep feeling of me inside of you. And following this I to the source. Following it deep inside to the source again and again and again until the mind lets go. So the purpose of sadhana is to let go. These are the practices of self-inquiry, meditation, and the mantra. It's to let go of what is known and ultimately to let go of this deep feeling that you are the doer, that you are the special one. Enlightenment does not mean you will become special. This is a great fallacy and belief that's being propagated around that enlightenment somehow makes you special. But in truth, enlightenment is ordinary. It's the direct discovery of your ordinary eternity that's alive in the core of your being. This is Brahman, God, Atman, pure consciousness. But awakening to this truth or having an experience of this truth or an experience of the silence of your being does nothing to address the root identity unless your practice becomes continuous. Your sadhana becomes continuous. This is essential to recognize the difference between the absolute and the relative. So in the absolute sense, you are self-realization. You are freedom. And there's nothing that you can do to be that because you already are that in the core of your being. But this deep identification with your body, which is ego, acts like a veil to this absolute truth. So an experience is meaningless because the ego is left intact. It still has the strength to distract you with knowledge, with pleasure, with the promises of power and sex. This is what the world is seducing you with. So the challenge is to remember again and again who you really are, which is the source, Sat-chit-ananda, being, consciousness, bliss. This is who you are, your eternal nature in the core.
This eternal nature is free from all suffering. It never suffers. And when you realize that you are the source, you cannot possibly suffer. The body suffers. The body has karma and is ruled by the law of karma. But And the body does suffer. It has feelings, emotions, experiences, the karmic genetics that must be fulfilled in life. It's why you incarnated on this planet, is to fulfill your karmic purpose. It's not good or bad, but it is a result of karma actions from previous lives, right? So to break free from this karmic cycle of suffering, you have to see on a profoundly deep level that you are the Atman, you are Brahman. This is your Swarupa, right? Your true essence, your eternal nature. But to become established in the Absolute, you must burn through the relative, which is this feeling, I am me. I am the doer. I am the one seeking knowledge. I am the one comparing. I am the one practicing. I am the one meditating. Well, who is this I am? Who are you? In the beginning, we can seem like we're making a lot of progress on the mountain path because we are having profound realizations of truth and deepening. But at some point, it starts to become stale because the mind has learned the right answer. It knows that peace should be in the core or happiness, or love. It knows the answer. And this knowing makes inquiry dead. It makes it mental and conceptual. But inquiry was never meant to be purely a mental exercise. It is a devotional bhakti practice. It's discovering the love that you are by directing your mind into the depth of love, intimately, nakedly meeting the truth of who you are in the core and not allowing the mind to distract you with knowledge, pleasure, power, sex, the things of the world. So you really have to focus your attention and sadhana or letting go focuses your mind on the source. It trains the mind to focus on the source which is free of everything in the world. It's free of mind, free of ego, free of karma. Karma, mind, ego does not exist in the living truth that you are. And it feels like it does exist. This feeling of you in a body exists. It feels that way until you practice and you begin to see on deeper and deeper levels 
that you are truly pure consciousness, but not as someone observing that or observing pure awareness, but as pure awareness itself. There is a dramatic or dynamic shift in consciousness that occurs the more you become one-pointed, when the mind becomes focused on truth, regardless of what you're doing or where you are or what your life circumstances are. It's a one-pointed focus on the source. And it's a letting go of knowledge. It's a letting go of the mind as the master. If you continue to listen to your mind and believe what your mind is saying and agree with the mind, not only does it keep the sense that you are the doer or the ego in place, it leads you away out into the world to get whatever you think you want or whatever you think will make you happy or it will lead you out to get knowledge and compare and contrast this lineage versus that lineage what this person said versus that person said it's meaningless words are meaningless in the context of this living truth that the teaching of Ramana Maharshi so beautifully and directly points to But there is this necessity for a deep desire for freedom or you will be pulled away from this by your life and the people in your life and the promise of safety and money and power and insurance and health care and all of those things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it will not free you. It has nothing to do with self-realization. And we forget. We might have an experience of truth, a profound awakening to the bliss of our being, and we forget. Or we try to grasp a hold of that, to keep it, to hang on to it, and it vanishes. Right? Like we're grabbing a hold of a rope made out of light. It disappears. until you practice and focus your attention again and again on the source and let go of this tendency to know, to read, and to understand, to grasp, to hold on to, compare, that must be relinquished, it must be released for your own intimate discovery of this living truth, the eternity that you are. You must let go and fall into the bhakti of the heart, the love in the heart, and the wisdom of the heart, yana, bhakti, the two sides of the mountain path. You have to dust off your inquiry when it seems like it's no longer working. This is a trick of the mind to say the teaching doesn't work. Go back to life. Get a job. 
get a focus, get money, get power, make something of yourself, become important, take yourself seriously, right? But the freedom that you are is joyful, light, funny, happy, beyond all ideas of happy. It's not human happiness. It's beyond human happiness. There are no words for it. This intimate bhakti discovery of the living presence in your heart is so overwhelmingly huge that the mind can taste that bliss, that bhakti, that expansion and bounce away from it with a thought because this bliss, this joy is so overwhelming, so intimate. The fear is that you will be totally lost in this bliss of being, that you won't be able to function. But this is not true. This is a trick of the mind to bounce you away back into thought, back into knowledge, back into the world, back into the pursuit of being someone special, someone important, someone who is enlightened, right? It bounces you back into the mind because this intimate bhakti love beyond all ideas of love, bhakti, happiness is so overwhelming. And the power and the grace of this pure consciousness is overwhelming to the senses and overwhelming to the mind and the ego because the mind and the ego die in this discovery. Your attention is like a seed planted into this bhakti ground, this love ground of your heart. And the seed of your attention, which is ego, must die for this to flourish, for your inquiry to bear fruit. And the fruit is out of this world. There are no words to describe this happiness of being, this intimacy of bhakti, of devotion to God, in God, as God, as peace, as happiness, beyond all ideas of you observing, you witnessing, beyond all of that, you are bhakti, you are love. This is the core. And the intimate discovery of this inside your own heart is what sets you free in the eternity as the eternity, as lasting happiness and the bliss of pure being. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.